Okay, and I'm going right now. Welcome to another episode of The Artistic Director. My name is Jacob Alexander Ferg. I'm sitting here with Dorinda Toner. Dorinda, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I know. It's really like, it gets me excited every single time yeah. I meet with someone. It's always fun to talk about theater. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for the listener who's not familiar with you, can you give a brief history of yourself in the theatrical world that led you to being the artistic director yes. of the Twilight Theater Company? Sure. Um, I'm a Canadian, grew up in Canada, um, grade 12, not 12th grade, <laughs> grade 12, uh, decided I wanted to pursue acting. So I had to convince my parents and uh, went and took some classes and then actually um, left that to be a musician, mm -hmm. uh, recorded some albums, toured for a while. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy cool to be 18 and be on the road with yeah. an album. It was super yeah. fun. Then got married to the guitarist of my group and um, decided that I really wanted to return to theater. So uh, went to college and studied uh, performance arts, uh, did a double major in classical English literature, also sort of useless, but great. And then I got some work and was working and then my husband got an international transfer with his work. So we moved here to Portland and um, I didn't, work for a while because I was living on his visa and I couldn't get paid to be oh. a professional um, actor yeah. or director anymore. Um, so it took a while for me to sort out having my own visa and I thought, oh, maybe I'll go back to school. Maybe I'll, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. And then my husband said, why don't you just go volunteer at the local community theater? They always need people with degrees. They always need people who are willing to give time. And I had a lot of time to give, and so um, that getting back into community theater after you know working through college and a little bit of professional theater and being on the road for music was um, sort of a sensation of coming home for me. Mm -hmm. The whole everybody pitching in and we're all in it together, and it's really about the work. That was exciting for me, and um, so yeah. So that's when I thought. Aha! Community theater is yeah. is where it's at for me, and um, so I, I worked in community theater, and of course, eventually, I was able to work <laughs> again. Um, and I I've done a little bit of acting around town here and there. I was really active for about five or six years, and that's how I found Twilight Theater. Um, one the previous artistic director and I had been friends online. Mm -hmm. And he had had to let an actress go from a show that was opening in three weeks. Oh, and so yeah. he sent me a message and said, can you come in and help? I'd love for you to come in and play this part. And I, I just happened to have a few weeks open in my schedule. And I said, yeah, okay. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> I loved the space. I loved uh, the sense of community. I loved that it was new. I loved that the mission was doing not the same old chestnuts, but really focusing on the work. That, um, that the actors and the artists wanted to do. And um, by the end of that show, I was asked to be on the board. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then within you know six months, uh, the board said, we'd like you to step in as artistic director starting with the next season, so. That's super awesome. Yeah, it was great, it was whoa. fast, <laughs> yeah. it was a whirlwind, and, um, and we haven't really looked back, so. That's amazing. Yeah, um, that's the that's the shortened version, no, not too short. <laughs> that's perfect. No, it, it is like it was actually the perfect amount. <laughs> um, 
Um, so I'm going to start out. Uh, my first question is the same for all of my guests. Great. It's a big, ambiguous question. So please feel free to answer it any way that you want. Uh, but the question is simply, what is your artistic direction? Okay. Yeah. That is super ambiguous. <laughs> okay, let me frame this up in my mind a little. Um, what is my artistic direction? I guess the way I approach being an artistic director is... Um, with mission at heart. Mm -hmm. So our mission statement is, no, I'm not gonna recite all of it, but one of the things that really speaks to me in our mission statement is that we want our theater to be accessible to both our audiences and our artists. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what makes the job of being an artistic director fulfilling is not having control or mm -hmm. not having my artistic value it's being able to facilitate other artists' great work. And that's really joyful when you can create an environment or, or choose a show and a director that really, you know, hits for the artists involved and they're making art artistic discovery and they're growing as artists when they're here in my theater, it's joyful. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is I believe really strongly that um, communication and conversation is the first best step to creating community. I run a community theater. Yeah. I want um, not just my artists, but my patrons to come in and feel like, you know, sort of like Norm coming into Cheers, where they feel <laughs> like, hey, it's me, I'm here again, you yeah. know, that kind of feeling. And um, and so I try to pick work that, that sparks conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's great. That it doesn't necessarily mean it's work that everybody's gonna love yeah yeah but, <laughs> right? that, but that is what fosters the conversation exactly yeah. so so how do you create like the the culture of acceptance of both artists and audience like what are steps that you take in order to make in order to ensure that everyone has a i'll use the term space provided for them that's a great question um i think when we start breaking it down into goals so this is what my goal is is I want to create this environment and this space where people have this accessibility to be and experience and talk about theater. So then I have to go back to my team and I, you know, I don't run this alone. I have a big team of people that are volunteering a ton of hours. Um, so we start talking about what makes that environment. So um, one of the things I talk about with my staff a lot is the patron experience. Um, how do they feel when they visit the website? How do they feel when they come up to the stoop? How welcoming is the lobby? How friendly are our volunteers when they get are handed a program? You know, simple stuff like that mm -hmm. um, that really makes a difference. How clean are the bathrooms? Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, of course, I don't want people to go away talking about how clean the bathrooms are, but I certainly don't want them to go away talking about how clean they're not. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. um, but if I take care of that kind of stuff, then the then the patrons come in and. The, what's happening on stage and the art is really what they get to focus on, yeah. right? So I take care of all that stuff and then they get to focus on the art, which is why we're here, right? Yeah, we're exactly. Here. And then I guess on the flip side, what happens for us, we call it on the other side of the curtain, yeah. <laughs> is um, I want to create a space where it's co-creation. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I'm a director and you're my actor, uh, then it's not me telling you what to do. It's us discussing the idea 
and then figuring out a way to work toward it together. Hmm. And I think creating an environment where actors and designers and crew uh, have a voice and say, well, what if we did this? Or, you know, it would be crazy. What if we tried that? Yeah. And the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah all, all the time, always. Right. Worst it, case scenario, it doesn't work, and then you just. And then move we try on. again. And yeah. rehearsing is for rehearsal. Mm -hmm. It's not a performance. It's not there to make your director happy, which I think is a trap a lot of actors fall into. Oh, yeah. uh, oh I want the director to love my work, yeah. and to well, if they didn't love your work, you wouldn't be cast. Yeah. So put you know put that out of your head, and come in here and grow as an artist. Yeah. You know, and so creating an environment of yes is really important for yeah. me. As, and as an improver, you get that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. So one of the things that I'm, I'm interested in, I'm, I'm really interested in the idea of uh, artistic direction as like an active activity, right. uh, rather than artistic director as a passive thing. And I think every artist, I think every person has their own, in podcast air quotes, artistic direction. Yes. Um, and I think one of the difficulties of being an artistic director is that people walk in that door with uh, their own intentions, their own directions, whether or not they've explicitly stated it to themselves or not. Like sometimes it's implicit, right. sometimes it's explicit. Um, I'm just, I'm curious about the idea of taking all of these individual directions of actors and yes. stage managers and yes. guiding them under the single force of the Twilight Theater Company. Right, it's yeah. a fantastic question because I'll say often my job is so little about the actual art and so much about the managing of artists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, almost, I would say 90% of what I do is have conversations, exchange emails, uh, talk people down off towers, you know, that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Um, resolving conflict between other people. Um, my personality, I'm lucky that my personality is A, positive, mm -hmm. uh, generally speaking, and B, uh, I tend to be a moderator. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of conflict, but I rarely find myself in it. Um, and I'm also <laughs> able to step into conflict between other people and not be afraid of that. Yeah. And I think uh, if you approach people with kindness and understanding and, and regroup them to focus on the mission, that for me, that's the big thing. Um, why do you want to do the work? Why is it important? Well, it's important to grow as an artist. It's important to grow as a patron, um, you know, expand your mind, feel things see your own life reflected back to you from mm -hmm. the stage, have conversations with your neighbor or your girlfriend or whoever you brought to the theater. Um, all of that is really super important. So for me, again, it's always coming back to that mission statement. Does it spark conversation? Is it accessible to yeah. everyone? Does it make us better communicators in the world? So that's how I approach everything I do as an artistic director. Yeah, and you, speaking of the word accessible, uh, I think one of the most important qualities of an artistic director is accessibility. You need to be able to go to an artistic director and tell them anything, like yes. really anything, and not be worried that that's somehow going to come back to bite you or like how... Well, yeah. yeah, and as soon as an artistic director allows ego or yeah. uh, control to enter, they're not really being effective. Um, I have to take a patron complaining that they don't like um, the flavors of pop this month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, equally as important as a director who's struggling with an actor who's not mm. good. They're the same level of importance, and 
and um, and I think they have to be because I think when you're in a position where 90% of what you're doing is hearing concern and uh, massaging or managing or hopefully you know ratifying that concern yeah. um, you have to understand that everybody comes at a hundred percent if that makes sense yeah no it does make yeah. sense yeah it yeah. does make sense uh, what Advice, do you have any advice for... I've met a few artistic directors that maybe don't have those traits, like, inherently. Right. Um, do you have advice for those people that, like, just don't... Aren't, aren't necessarily maybe, like... I don't want to call people not positive. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I think this is... Um, it's a challenge because you, you have this position that inherently makes you in charge of some big thing. Yeah. And people will inherently look up to you. And it's easy to allow that to feed... Um, the artistic ego which all of us have to have to some extent to be an artist yeah um, but I think for me when when the board at Twilight approached me about being the artistic director uh, one of the things I asked myself was okay if, if taking this job means that I'm never on stage again and I never get that you yeah. know applause and that process and that growth um, is that a deal breaker for me and and I I guess I'm lucky in a, I get the joy from having other artists succeed. Yeah. I mean, it's equally, if not more so, artistically fulfilling. So I guess that's the thing, that's the advice I would give to other people in my position yeah. is, are you able to put self aside? Because if you can't, <laughs> you're always going to be coming up against that. Yeah. Um, when somebody complains that you have a different kind of Diet Coke instead of Coke Zero or whatever the example yeah. is, um, it's easy to say, well, I'm just doing my best. I'm just trying to mm -hmm. make everything or that is so little on the whole scope <laughs> of what I have to deal with. Um, but it isn't. Uh, yeah. You have to set self aside and say, oh my gosh, well, now that I know that that's what you want, I'll make sure to put in a request so we have it next time. Yeah. And it's so simple to just speak to people on their level and take them seriously, I think. Anyway. Yeah, so. and that's, and it's, it's funny because you need a bit of artistic ego to bring you to the stage in the first place. But yes. then I think effectively functioning in a theater is about learning how to dissolve that and just be okay with, with what is around you. And Yeah, and I think um, being an effective artistic director is a lot about um, understanding how people work, uh, understanding how to validate people's emotions, um, if if artists weren't inherently egotistical and emotional, they wouldn't be very su successful at what they do, right? <laughs> yeah. They have to be able to tap into that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it does live really under the surface. And um, it's important to understand that and, and welcome it. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying I welcome all bad behavior, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I try to at least understand where it's coming from. Yeah, people yeah. are emotional. And yeah. Like they're doing As, their own thing. In they're this world, especially. Yeah, yeah, especially, especially. especially. <laughs> um, I, so I'm, I really like this. I, I really like an idea. I'm going to kind of bring in an idea that I have into yeah. this. Um, which is theater as a dialogue with the community, yes. rather than theater as a one-way, like, here's the thing, and now no more. Uh, and I'm... I'm Curious. So, in terms of picking shows, yeah, what what does this community want? How do you engage in the in the podcast air quotes dialogue with the community? Yeah. and and then how do you respond to that dialogue and keep that keep the people who are in this community engaged with the theater itself? That's a great question. Again, uh, <laughs> so uh, 
I'll try and stay on track with it and not go off on a tangent. As far as picking the shows, um, part of our mission is uh, picking shows that are not the same old chestnuts that every community theater does. So we do try and push the envelope a little bit. Um, We maybe can't push it as far as some of the bigger, more well-funded professional theaters, but we are not doing uh, your grandma's theater here either. Um, so that I think is really important because we are saying to the, our neighborhood and our patrons, um, when you come to Twilight, you're going to see Entertainment with Edge. We're going to push that envelope. We're going to make you think. We're going to ask you to participate. And then that asking you to participate is important. So we as a, my board of directors and my staff and I, we talk about how do we make that dialogue with the community. Well, one thing we did, we, we joined our our neighborhood business association. Yeah, obvious. <laughs> uh, we go once a month. My executive directing manager and I, or managing director and I, go once a month, uh, and we talk to all the businesses. Uh, we will every couple of months walk around and visit mm-hmm. our neighbors, uh, uh, business neighbors, and chat. Um, we try and partner with other uh, nonprofits. So we're a nonprofit, but we're also giving back to other nonprofits. Yeah, that's um, which I think is important. And I think we have someone coming in. Hmm. Um, and I think there's other things we can do. Do you need to pause? Nope, no, no uh, I can just edit this out. So. Okay. Hi. Uh, there's other things we can do to uh, facilitate that dialogue, which is what's so important is um, you know offering talkbacks, offering yeah, uh, keeping our Facebook active when responding with people. Um, and then as a staff, what we're working on is is conversation in the room with people. So when my season ticket holders come in, I know them by name. I ask them what they think about the show. Yeah. Um, you know and, and we try and keep the, keep fostering that conversation ongoing. Um, did you like this? Did what didn't you like? What can we do better? What do you want to see? Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll flip that last question. Mm-hmm. What do you think this community in Portland, or the the greater Portland community, wants to see in theater? That is a great question. Um, I want to say that they want to see really hard hitting, dramatic, <laughs> important work. But I would say my numbers don't necessarily support that. Okay, interesting. Um, Very interesting. So what we have found is uh, when I structure the season, I I do it. Um, I have a theme for the season, and then I do it based on the time of year. So like in May, say when it's Mother's Day and spring, I might do something that's a little bit more feminine centric. Hmm. Uh, and maybe roll in a Mother's Day afternoon into something like that. And then... Uh, you know, October, obviously, we push the envelope a little darker, yep. you know. Yep. Um, what do I think Portland audiences want to see on the whole? Um, man, I believe that answer has changed in the last couple of years, hmm. to be honest. Um, I think if you had asked um, a couple of years ago, people wanted things that made them think. I think they wanted some accountability Um, and uh, social accountability and now I think that there is a shift politically in our country there is (laughs) and and I think people really want to be entertained they want escapism 
Um, and I think that that's temporary. Yeah, um, I, I do too. But I do feel, our, I do hear feedback from our audiences saying, oh, that was so great. I mean, we did a, we did a Neil Simon this season. Yeah. We did Rumors. And it's a great little comedy, but it's not changing the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but our audiences were so grateful for it. They were so thankful. They said things like, wow, I haven't laughed like this in a really long time, and I didn't know I needed it. Okay. You know, that That's kind of, those kind of comments. Yeah. Um, and when we push the envelope a little darker, uh, like we did The Normal Heart by Larry Kramer at the top of our season, and it was a really successful show artistically, and we had a beautiful talent pool for it. Um, but the audience numbers were not great. Yeah. And um, when I reached out to people I knew and said, did you come, didn't you come, why or why not? They said, it looks beautiful, I'm sure it was great, I just didn't know if I could stomach any more heavy. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, I don't know if it's just this political climate, but I do think it contributes. It's a huge contributing yeah. factor, which is like, kind of fascinating to think yeah. about, especially in a city as progressive as Portland, yeah. where in the current climate, I would almost anticipate the opposite direction, where it's like, we want more accountability. We want more, right. like, we want to understand, like, yeah. we want to really explore this, like, social injustices and how, like, you can personally change and stuff like that. But I can see how it just it wears on you after like, yes. like yeah. when it's like I mean yeah Portland's a relatively liberal like there city. have been a couple companies that have done really sort of progressive political pieces mm -hmm. in recent months and I think those were well attended yeah but um, just sort of the darker or heavier dramas not so much at least not not here in our little yeah. pocket of community theater we haven't we haven't seen return yeah. on our investment so you either gotta go all in or like just yeah. entertain and that's yeah. I do think, like, even just, yeah, Neil Simon, Neil Simon Rumors isn't changing the world, but it's affecting people. Yeah, if people say, like, hey, I really just needed to laugh for a little yeah. bit, like, I needed yeah. to sit on that's, like, that's still, like, a legitimate uh, feeling that audience, I'm assuming a lot of audience members had. Yeah, and, I mean, it was a really successful show for us, and um, I do structure our season so there's a balance, you know, where we're doing a couple of, well, classic community theater choices yep. you know um and i don't want my whole season to be heavy drama obviously yeah, yeah. um so it, it, striving for balance is really important and we do a really big season for the size of company we are we do eight full main stage production productions yeah. a year um, pretty substantial most community theaters do three mm -hmm. in a season maybe five yeah. if they're if they're pushing it if they're pushing it <laughs> um and so i don't know if we'll always have that many shows but it's yeah. working for us right now so that's uh so being a community theater another thing that i'm very interested in is uh, you have a wide variance of experience yes coming in and i think one of the things about being accessible and providing space for the actors is allowing people with maybe not quite as much experience as other people uh space to be characters or to be set design stage managers right. stuff like that um as the artistic director, how do you strike that balance between uh, having experienced individuals that can promote a good show and like actually help versus like helping out people who have less experience who are very interested in engaging? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, one of the things that we're looking to do is start offering community classes, um, and that we'll probably introduce in our next season. Um, and the reason is to answer that need it is so we can sort of start bridging that gap 
um, there's this conception that community theater is a bunch of newbies who have never, you know, and it, it's just frankly not true. Um, you know, we've had, uh, we this year alone, we've had actors on our stage who've, who've performed at Artist Rep Theater, who've performed at Portland Center Stage Theater, who've performed at Broadway Rose, uh, all of the big professional theater companies in town. And what that says to me is when I have actors who are coming in at a certain caliber auditioning for Little Twilight Theater, it's because we're picking the right shows, yep. we're making that art accessible, it's a project they want to be a part of. Because yep. we're not yet paying anybody. Oh, yeah. That is our goal, eventually, but um, our first goal is paying our rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a non-profit community theater. We so are a so. non-profit community yeah. theater. We are not a professional theater company. Yeah. And, and so, um, but the fact that we're getting that caliber of talent coming in to work with us yeah. and work enthusiastically with us um, is really encouraging. On the flip side, having somebody who comes in um, who's newly retired, who always wanted to be on stage, yep. and this is their vehicle, um, I say bring it on. Yeah. Uh, we want that. Great perspective. And, yeah. and we, want, we want people to come and have that first-time experience here. Mm -hmm. um, slinging coffee, <laughs> yeah. sewing costumes, yep. sweeping the floor, painting the set. Yeah, bring it on. It's yeah. great. That's, I think also the fact that more established actors are coming to the community theater says a lot about the arts community in Portland. Yes. That's like that, you know, if they're being paid to be on stage at another theater and they're willing to come to a community theater and help out, that's like, that's passion. That's like because they're passionate about I agree. Yeah, I agree. And uh, in it's, it's, it's just exciting and it's confirmation. In fact, both ends of the spectrum, and I would say most people fall in the middle, yeah. but both ends of the spectrum uh, are, are sort of the, um, they're sort of the confirmation for us that we're really doing the right thing or working toward the right thing. Um, if, if, you know, somebody who's never set foot on stage and has always dreamt of it for 30, 40, 50 years picks Twilight to come show up at, that's confirmation that they feel they can belong here and it's a safe place yeah. and if somebody who's performed in a show at Portland Center stage sees what we're doing and they say I want to be a part of that and it doesn't matter if I don't get paid because I love the project that's a confirmation that I'm making it accessible on all ends and that's really I, I can't think of a better example of yeah. hey maybe I'm doing my job right yeah yeah right yeah seriously, seriously. right yeah, congratulations yeah, that's thanks. amazing <laughs> I'll just pat myself up yeah <laughs> Um, so we're not quite at the half an hour, but usually around the half an hour, I like to ask, uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about in terms of artistic direction or administration or just anything that you would like to talk about? Um, not specifically. I guess the thing, I guess the thing that I think people misunderstand about artistic directorship is that they think, oh, lucky you, you get to pick all the plays. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is true uh, to an extent, um, although that process is, at least for me, is much more, and you know, it, there's, it, it entails a lot. Um, but I think, again, it's that ability to foster conversation, set the ego aside, mm -hmm. uh, work with a multitude of people, and realize that you're essentially on call 24-7. Uh, yeah. to everybody's concerns yep. um, and that that level of management is is not small yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and also picking the plays isn't just like what do I want oh I want these plays it's, it's right. there's a much more I mean I'm, I'm assuming that you go through you, you 
pitch them to the board and the board My board responds. does approve my choices, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then it's about responding yeah. to the community, like engaging in a dialogue. Right. So there's a much right. bigger process to the whole Correct. The, the yeah. whole set of you know, like picking a season. Picking a season is such a fickle thing yeah, to, like, yeah. to play with. Um, and and um, this idea that the artistic director job is always fun uh, <laughs> uh, is, uh, is interesting to me. Uh, I think the most successful theaters are the ones where you f you come in and you find the artistic director with a vacuum in their hand, yeah. or scrubbing the toilet, or helping paint the set, or you know at least in community theater, um, and you've got to be the example of what you're trying to foster. Exactly, and yeah. and if you're in the trenches with everyone else, yes. like that that's a good leadership quality. Then people are like, okay, yeah. this this person this person that runs this theater is working hard. Yeah, that like gives this like nonverbal cue for everyone else. Like let's let's reengage. Let's right because if you're just in your office all the time and you're just this shadow. Right, and uh, and then that's the other thing too is I I I don't want to get so in the trenches that yeah. I forget yeah. to lead. Yeah. But <laughs> there is a balance, and and I can't. Uh, I never want to be. I never want Twilight to grow so big that I'm afraid to vacuum the lobby. Ever, I, I yeah, don't, interesting. You know, yeah. Um, but that's just my personal work ethic. So, yeah. um, do you see what, what do you see the future of Twilight being as? And also, I'm just curious about the future of the Greater Portland theatrical community. Where, where do you see it going? Um, well, like I mentioned, we're one of very few community theaters right in the Portland um, area. Most of the community theaters are in Great, Greater Portland, Milwaukee, Tigard, Beaverton, Hillsborough, Vancouver. So I do think we're filling a need here mm -hmm. uh, in North Portland. There's also not a lot of theater companies in North Portland. Yeah, I was noticing that. Um, yeah. uh, so that, I think, also is filling a need. So where do I see Twilight going? Um, I see us becoming more stable uh, over time. Uh, we love our location and we love our quirky old building yeah. um, and uh, our goal is to stay here um, and maybe keep expanding within the space that we have yeah um, I yeah I I think our goals as a board of directors and then as myself and my managing director uh, stability is our first goal obviously yeah. um, but then being able to continue to grow uh, a name for ourselves, a respectable name for ourselves. It's really yeah. important. Um, in the future, I'd like people on the streets of Portland to say, hey, you want to go see this new play at Twilight this weekend? I love the stuff they do there because it's so innovative and it's so accessible. And then let's grab a drink after and talk about it. Yeah, That's the ideal yeah. for me. So. That's you're uh, you're pretty close to the college, to the University of Portland. Yes, yes, and, we are. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm interested in the demographics that come in here. Uh, do you, do you get a lot of uh, of like the millennial generation? Oh, we do actually. Great. Surprisingly, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, I would say um, probably s at least sixty percent, if not more, of our audience is under the age of forty. Cool. Uh, that's great. Yeah, and then probably the other you know 35 40 percent is uh older mm -hmm. um we typically don't have a lot of older patrons yeah uh which is not typical of community theater yeah no audiences. that's kind of that's surprising <laughs> to hear that's really surprising to hear yeah, actually. yeah. It, um not that we don't want them we yeah. want we want them all we yeah, want them yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, and uh, so it is interesting. Yeah, do you have any, like, do you know why that is? Do you have any guess as to why that is? I think initially because what sets us apart from other theater companies is what appeals to artists. Okay. I think um, we're picking work that actors want to come in and do, directors want to come in and direct, designers want to come in and design, and then they come back. Yeah. They come back as audience Because they have a good, yeah, they have a good experience and they want to support the theater. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I think also it's this neighborhood. This is a, a Kenton neighborhood specific, but North Portland in general um, is really becoming more urban. It's mm -hmm. younger. It's growing. Uh, it's had sort of a resurgence. Uh, it's become really popular with young families. And those people are looking for an ideal date night. They're looking for a way to get out. And they want to support local. And that's a real Portland a, mindset. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a great Portland mindset. Right. Also. They they want to leave their house and they want to walk a couple blocks over to Kenton Park, play with the kids, and then they want to go over to Denver and eat dinner, and then they want to drop the kids off back at home with the babysitter and walk up the street to Twilight Theater. Yeah. And that's a big part of our demographic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. uh, one of the things I think a lot of theaters struggle with is this idea of uh, the, it's the Netflix dilemma, which is how do you bring people out of their homes to the theater when they have the option of just staying at home and watching Netflix or whatever thing yeah, that they have? Like how do you get the butts in those seats? Yeah. It, and it's a challenge, man. I know, I know that feeling of, yeah. you know, you work all week and you just want to sit at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, I guess being excited about our, our product and what we're doing uh, is infectious. And if you can, if you can always spin it in a positive way, rather than saying, "Come on, guys, you gotta come out and yeah. see this. It's so important," but saying, "Wow, I am having the time of my life yeah. working on this project at Twilight. Hmm. The people are amazing. The project is amazing. I'm so excited. Can't wait for you to come see me in yeah. this." That's what really I think draws people in. Yeah, it'll be an experience. Yeah, for you. so it was yeah. an experience for me. So it'll be an experience. And I, for you. I you know, we we partner with a, a local winery. They come in and do an, an opening night wine reception for us. Um, and like I said, our staff, we talk to our patrons. We mingle. We visit. You know, it's a bit like coming home. You know, yeah. and um, I I actually had a, a patron say to me uh, at our last show's opening night. He said, beginning to end. This is the most fun I've ever had going out to the theater because I've just felt like I was at somebody's private party. He's like, cool. everybody was That's friendly. Really cool. There was wine. I had conversations with people in the lobby about what we were watching. And he said the whole environment was just so interesting. Yeah. And I can't wait to come back. And I went, Yes. Yeah. Because the show that's, starts when they walk in the door. It has like, to. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I'm on every level. You know, I'm like, make sure all the cigarette butts are swept up off the sidewalk. Yeah. To how the lights are hung. Everything is patron experience. Yeah, it's those little yeah. things that really add up to make to to separate yes. the the great theaters from the good theaters. Yeah. And and we want to be we we just want to be that place where you're assured you're gonna go and feel welcome and have a great time and and see something that's gonna make you think or make you laugh or yeah. help you process what's happening in the world yeah yeah and that, that's exciting that is fantastic yeah uh I, that, that's a nice little crest to end uh <laughs>
I think. Uh, it, it's been uh, amazing. If people are looking for the Twilight Theater online um, or anything, do you have any plugs? Uh, uh, we do have a Facebook page, which is really active, uh, and we are on Instagram, and we are also have a website, which is twilighttheatercompany.org. And um, yeah, come on, come on and see us. Yeah. Uh, and um, I will, if we have time, I will say really quickly. Yeah, please, please, please. Uh, one of the other ways that we're trying to be accessible is by making sure that everybody can come see a show. So um, we have a pay what you will night. Nice. That's uh, great. Anyone from the community can come in and volunteer and see the show for free. Um, and uh, we do offer. Uh, other programs, you know, for people to be able to come in and see the work. So if money is an object, fire us an email and we'll get you in. Yeah. Or show up at box office and just let us know and we'll get you in. That's so yeah. important. Yeah. That's so important because that yeah. shouldn't be a restricting factor for it people really to consume art. It really should not. Yeah. It shouldn't. And, I mean, our ticket prices are really reasonable, but that's not always the case for everybody. Yeah. What's reasonable for me is a lot of money for you. Or, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... Don't let that stop you. We always have a way for people to see the show. That's, always. So That's really yeah. cool. That's very yeah. awesome and important, I think. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so I'd like to end with one last question, which is, uh, can you give me a recommendation of absolutely anything at all? It could be like a book, a movie. It could be a theater-related thing or a quote or a way of life. Just one single thing uh, okay. to send out into the world. Send <laughs> yeah. out into the world. Um, gosh, that's a challenging question. I know, right? <laughs> uh, theater related or just it, anything? Any, I mean, it could be theater related if you want, but it can be anything. I would say theater related to all my fellow artistic directors. It's not just about the artistic direction. Um, get onto a nonprofit leadership board. Uh, start reading books about how to run a board meeting. Uh, figure out how to be a fundraiser effectively and start researching ways to be a active member in your community that's what's going to make your job as an artistic director more successful yeah yeah that's all i got that's beautiful <laughs> no that's brilliant that's a brilliant way to end right. uh dorinda thank you so much for sitting down with me thank this you was, this yeah. was super fun this was a, a lot of talking amazing yeah i know right that's but it's fun to talk about theater really. it is it is <laughs> Um, you can find this podcast on Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes. Listener, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. And that's how I end every podcast. Awesome, awesome. Uh, <laughs>